Stand by for a stop. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome to Everest Day. We are live from Randwick. I'm joined in the Sky Sports Radio van by Darren Flindell. And I'm going to get straight to him this morning because, Darren, I know you're feverishly uh, preparing your early crow for a little bit later, among (laughs) other things here, but look at this, will you? Uh, What a day. What a day weather-wise. Gates are open. Crowds starting to build. Wouldn't be anywhere else today, would we? This is uh, yeah, picture perfect. Uh, not too hot, not too cold, not too windy, and, uh, and no smoke haze or anything like that. There's no burning <laughs> exactly. off. You know what I was thinking yesterday? The what? only thing that could spoil today is if they start doing some burning <laughs> off overnight. <laughs> the burning off, gee, but, that, that, yeah, it's not pleasant at all, especially on the throat if you're a race caller, I would mm, have thought. But yeah, that's right. It does, it, it does get to you. Um, yeah, so... I think they'll be getting their full expected crowd of 46,000 here today. Mm. Before we go any further, shame on you, Darren. Shame on you. I'm here doing my best broadcasting in the van, <laughs> minding my own business. And, you know, I put up with the leaf blowers. Um, that's, you know, they're here making the grounds very presentable. But I did yeah. notice that you were waving them in my direction as you entered the race course. You well, were trying little... to get them closer to... Why would you do that? Because there was dirty leaves. There was dirt everywhere no, around. Where, where are the no, leaves? We don't like a dirty. And, well, they're not there now because they blew them away. <laughs> I thought you were just trying to disrupt me, uh, creating oh, more noise and a bit of havoc. It's one thing in life I despise as these leaf blowers, particularly <laughs> early in the morning on a Sunday. Hasn't anyone ever heard of a broom? <laughs> Well, they're just doing their job, but uh, I just thought that was a, a little bit rough of you to try and send them into my direction when I'm trying to do a broadcast. Anyway, everything's clean and tidy now. Oh, it's beautiful. Isn't it looking a treat out here? Let's bring in these other two. Brad Davidson, well, Merry Christmas, buddy. This is uh, this is what really gets us up and about, isn't it? Programs like this, um, they're not that easy to sort through, but the quality of horse flesh is just succulent. Yeah, morning guys. Yeah, great day of racing ahead, isn't it? Um, really looking forward to, to headquarters, as you guys said. It's, um, it's a picture-perfect day, and there should be no excuses today. Rallying the three-metre position should, should present a, a very fair track. So quality racing, tough tough betting card as always, um, these meetings. So um, I'm a little bit uh, cautious in a, in a few places, but um, now looking forward to, to taking in all the action. It should be a cracking day, and of course uh, down south is some fantastic action. So... Good to see both states working together with some nice lead-ins for all the features, and you can't wait for it. Are they? they? <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean, uh, Davo, but uh, it's it's just a great day of racing everywhere, um, all around. We've got that Sydney flavour, don't we, down there in the Caulfield Guineas, militarise. Just very quickly, Davo, your take on that Caulfield Guineas? Yeah, look, I think he's awfully hard to beat, guys. Um, I think he's the Cox Plate horse, whichever way you look at it, uh, you know, Talk that Amelia's Jewel might go to the Golden Eagle. Talk that um, Gold Trip might go to a Caulfield Cup and Romantic Warrior. We saw him the other day. So I just think he's got 2,000 written all over him. I think he's got a. I think he'll lead up a mile. It's just whether Caulfield beats him. I'm I'm convinced he's two lengths better than those Melbourne horses. Um, it's just a case of whether the gate in Caulfield brings him undone. But whatever he does today, um, yeah, geez. If he was mine, there's one race uh, there, the cost plate, that just looks he's mine, so I'm uh, excited to see what he does today. He's back, Andrew Hurley. He was on an island somewhere last week, uh, 
relaxing, sending a few videos through. Gee, there was some gold content coming through, Hurls. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Uh, actually, Vanuatu. <laughs> Only negative was Benawatu. I couldn't watch. Um, I couldn't watch any races, so I was relying on you blokes and, and Twitter. Um, so uh, yeah, the only punning I got to do was uh, a bit of casino action late on Saturday afternoon. Had to uh, scratch the punning itch, but uh, yeah, uh, it was a great trip. But uh, yeah, like all of us, absolutely pumped about today. So. Um, yeah, it's as good as it gets, and echo thoughts of what uh, what Brad Davidson said as well in relation to the Caulfield meeting, and you know, I, I think it's a win-win for, for punters. You know, you got uh, the Everest finishes, then you've got the Caulfield guineas. Um, I thought a, a great move by uh, by the Victorian Race Club too to put the uh, two rack on last. As I said earlier, I think the bean counters have worked out that uh, people will be still uh, still punting late in the day. You've what's, got an admirer here, Luke. What's going on here, Darren? We've got a young lady Teresa. using... Yeah, she's using the reflection of our uh, window on the van here to to do her makeup, wash yeah, her hands. She's pureeing <laughs> herself. Well, you look, you look good, Teresa. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she's under control. Um, everyone's getting doled up for, for Everest Day. Yeah, by the way, Hurls, it's called a VPN, son. I mean, <laughs> hello. <laughs> if you're overseas, there's a way, brother. I mean, I've yeah. got to educate you. Um, there's, there's ways and mm. means you can watch, bet... Uh, and enjoy Australian racing abroad. I did it for two years in Singapore. Yeah, well, I can't spell VPN, let alone uh, use oh, it. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't even afford buttons on your shirts as well. <laughs> <laughs> How good. I'm loving this sledging of hurls early. Takes the heat Barely off me. Barely had a shirt or shoes on the whole time. It was outstanding. <laughs> yes, yeah. we saw. Good morning to <laughs> Russell in Penrith. Hi, Luke. Sounds like the leaf blower's working overtime in the background. Coming through loud and clear on the airways this morning, which is good to hear. I always like when they get on the air, the boys. <laughs> anyway, let's kick it off with the Everest, of course. Uh, where else do we start, guys? Um, Brad Davidson, what's your take, mate? I've been sort of flipping a coin all week, to be honest. I, I think there's three hopes, and they're the three hopes in the market, one, two, and three. I wish I win private eye and think about it. I, I'm not convinced anything else can really win the race. Um, and I think it comes down to maybe what sort of run private eye gets. Um, if he gets the right sort of run, I think he's the one that's overs, and that's the way I've ended up landing. I just went, well, I can't really split them, and the other two are $4, $4.50 each of two, and private eyes is $7. So I've just gone his way. I, I thought the first up win was terrific and suggested he's back, and um, just needs the, the right trail from, from that gate. If he can get in the first sort of six and get a bit of cover somewhere, then he's going to be awfully hard to beat. But if he's out free wide, no cover, then it could be sort of game over. So he's going to need a Nash special if he gets it. I think he's right there. And I just, you know, early in the week I was learning to think about it. And then I was, I wish I win. And then I'm, I'm back this way. I think the reason I went back is I just feel that Joe Pride during the week, even though he was sort of very cautious say I like one better than the other. I, I just reading between the lines and, and my sort of take on it, I got I got the feeling that that maybe if if, if he had to absolutely say which one he preferred, maybe it was private eye slightly just because he's been here before and done it. He ran second in the race last year and and maybe with that experience um, that he's leaning that way. So I'm happy to, to to go that way with a bit of reservation simply because of the map and, and where it gets to. But Look, think about it. He gets the right run. He's going to be in the finish. Um, it's just whether it's, it's too soon or maybe a year too soon, but I, I can't really. I think I'm just poking holes in a horse that's 
it's very, very hard to poke holes in. And then I wish I win. I, I think the barrier one drama has been the biggest overplayed story in racing all week. Um, you know, you're in a moderately run Everest. Uh, some people are suggesting you prefer barrier 12 to 1, be that last, leave me out of that on a fast track. So I think barrier one is able to hunt up, be midfield, and then it's just a case if he gets the breaks, he's in the finish. So fascinating Can I just race, jump in? But, Yep. When, when you say moderately run Everest, what are you what are you forecasting? Well, I mean, I know it's a twenty million dollar race, and everyone says there'll be tempo, but where's it coming from? Like, like Cylinder's not going to take. No one's going to take on Overpass. Like Overpass just stands his authority on the front, and nothing's going to lead him. So everyone knows that, I think. Um, so they, they kind of find their positions, and I, I can't see them going lickety split here. I can see them going sort of moderate tempo, but. I can't see it being an extremely fast run race because you know, Cylinder's not going to try to take on on overpass. And, and I don't think anything will because they know he's too fast. So he's going to kick up. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But I just don't think there's going to be a, a super strong speed in the race. I decided not to complicate uh, the situation. And about a month ago when uh, I thought, it's unbelievable how dry this, this spring is so far. If this continues up to Everest Day, I know what I'm doing. No ifs, buts, maybes, where's where this going to be? Da, 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 da. I'm on overpass. I know where it's going to be. Mm. It's going to jump, it's going to lead, and it's going to give a really, really good sight. If Giga Kick was here, um, fit and well, he'd probably be favourite, and the horse that we'd all be talking about, unfortunately, he's not. Overpass beat all but Giga Kick in Dooman. He beat the great, great mare in Perth, Amelia's Jewel. Lead, I'm not sure if he wins but he's going to give a really, really good side at $12. I'm loving your clarity, Darren, and you make a great case. I think uh, they... I spoke to Scott Darby last night. Um, he's a good man, Darby Racing. They're a great syndication, and credit to them to have the horse here again this year. And I asked him, I said, well, what, do you, what do you think about... You're the only leader, what are you going to do? He's, he identified that he thought, in his opinion, they went too slow last start. Um, in the shorts, that uh, Par went mm. a bit slow and that he will roll at a, at a better pace. So he's not going to go to the front and hold up and stack them. Mm. He'll roll at, at nice, true speed. Um, he won't be going blistering, Eduardo, of years ago. But, uh, but <laughs> yes. he, I think he'll run this Everest truly, Darren. He's a not going to sit, sit there. A lot of the Ram Racing crew were at the business luncheon here yesterday. Mm. And a good crowd, I have to say. They're, they're really they're going champions. to add something extra yeah. to this meeting. So I threw a little bit in the phantom call for them there. Overpass, trucking along like a Ram truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well played. <laughs> so uh, that went down all right. Um, I, I liken that, that first Everest, I think, was so special because the images we see on the TV in the, in the years to follow is just that sea of faces in their red caps, the red shirts. Oh, they yeah. went crazy. With red zeros. Thousands of them there. Mm. And uh, I go back to the Golden Slipper when when She Will Rain uh, was successful. It was similar scenes uh, for Derby Racing. Yep. And uh, I think it would be great for racing if Overpass was able to do that today. There are going to be some unbelievable scenes. And obviously, if proven thoroughbreds can do it with private eye and think about it, th- that's going to be very marketable from a future point of view. What's happened this morning, Hurls, with the market? Where, who's been most popular here? Look, why 5 We're still cuddling at that $11, but it's been the one that um, has been like, like cash for in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Overpass was popular early. It still is at $11, but, um, yeah, they sort of came from the clouds for it after the barrier draw. I'll go through the full market. 460 or 480 today, I wish I win. 
seven dollars fed Inca private eye. Four forty to four twenty, think about it. Marzu seventy one, eleven dollars overpass. Juanas Notches, it's been friendless. Nine dollars Wednesday, it's out to seventeen. Hawaii five oh, twelve to eleven, alcohol free forty one. Good money since Wednesday or Tuesday night rather, in secret. Seventeen dollars into ten dollars. Espiona twenty one to fifteen. Shinzo seventeen and cylinder has also been kept safe at ten dollars. What it's worth, no surprise, I'm with Private Eye. I think it'll uh, right the wrong from last year. I think uh, Joe Pride's got exactly where it is. I echo the thoughts of Brad in terms of think about it. Super chance, but might be one year too early. And my real roughie in the race, so that's $15, is Espiona. I think the pennies dropped with her. I always thought she was a Melbourne horse. She still does a lot of things wrong. And if Chris Waller can't get her right, well, no one's going to. But I think gate three is absolutely perfect for her. And she's the one I could see flashing late up on the fence. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, is that Espiona, uh, Hurls? Yeah, Espiona. Yeah. Did a, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. She's the one. What? She's got oh. a devastating turn of foot. Um, and I just think that... Gate three, as I said, I think she'll go towards the rails late in the piece. And, um, yeah, I think she's awfully hard to beat. No, I, I don't disagree that I think she's in the race, guys. I think she's going to map beautifully. Uh, she could be one out, three back or something like that. And we know she can explode. Uh, she can absolutely explode. Davo, on the back of my comments, what I've told you about Overpass, that I believe he'll roll along a bit, do you believe there'll be a three-wide line? Or do you think... Most of these will, will get in, and it'll sort of be six pairs um, of I horses think, in this race. Yeah, I think there's got to be a three-wide line. Um, like you said, they're going to roll at an even tempo, but they're not going to go and, and, and put the you know put the put the hammer down. Like they're not going to they're not going to go to a ridiculous tempo. So I think they're going to be having to sort of get on the back of a few and, and getting into the race on the on the turn. They've just got to rate him right. And look, speed comes in two ways. One one obviously intent from jockey but two in in other horses pressuring you and you having to find another two or three lengths and that's what's missing in the race this year in the speed is is that like he's going to roll sure his tempo but i don't think anything's going to say oh i'm going to have a dip for that lead and that adds another two or three lengths which those those you know that that really creates that high pressure so i think i think nothing's going to do that because i think they go what's the point you know i'm not going to cross him so um yeah so that's where i think it's going to be sort of evenly run but um, and that's probably why there will be a three-wide line, I would imagine, just, just sort of trucking up because there's not going to be horses that want to be seven lengths back on this track today in, a, in an evenly race, uh, run race. So, yeah, I think they will have a three-wide line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in secret, uh, been 20s into 10s. She's drawn the outside, but, I mean, you know what? I'd, I'd nearly tip her if she drew barrier four. That's how well I think she's mm. going and how much better suited I think she is at 1,200. Let's not forget she's, she's got a victory over I Wish I Win in a Group 1 mm. over 1,200. I know it was a straight race, uh, that being the new market. but I'd say this, if you're backing in secret today, I'd be taking the fixed odds and not the tote because we've got the whirlpool in today. And uh, firstly, New South Wales and the Super Tab, they're being combined. And then the whirlpool's going in. And what will happen, Hong Kong will be making up a, a sizable chunk of that right. world pool. And Hong Kong punters will gravitate to Zach Purton and Hugh Bowman big time today. Yes. So we we'll just agree be mindful more. of that. Great Could point, not Darren. agree more. That's exactly what's going to be the case. And Tim Ryan said as much to me on Wednesday afternoon as well. And I know I, um, I barred duets several weeks ago. <laughs> Back. 
don't tell Today's me. going to be a great day for duets. <laughs> the pools will be massive. Well, make sure you give us your best duet for the card before you go today, all right? Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, have a think about that one. Um, It'll be a duet that doesn't involve Bowman or Purton. Yes, good. I like this, Darren. I like this angle that you're coming up with. Um, last thing I'll say, too, just beware the three-year-olds, Davo. Beware the three-year-olds. They always run well. And, I mean, we don't have a huge data set for this race yet, only seven runnings of it, but we've had two of them win. And these are two pretty good ones this year, Cylinder and Shinzo. He's he's despised by most people, Shinzo. I'm not prepared to totally drop off yet after the excuses of the Golden Rose. Um, but he can't be giving them a massive start. He's got to hold some sort of position, hopefully. But what are you saying about the two three-year-olds, Brad? Yeah, look, I think Cylinder's got to be a chance simply from that fact, as you said, that the three-year-olds have such a good um, record in the race. He's been sort of fifth around there for me, fourth, fifth. I just don't think he's improved this this season from his two-year-old season much. Um, Saying all that, he should have won the Golden Rose. They got the tactics awfully wrong. Um, I don't know what they were doing going back after jumping so well, and then they went back and then got caught wide in that cover. It was just, uh, yeah, they just gave away the, the advantage they had from jumping so well. But I still think, you know, you look at the Golden Rose, it's militarised only out of that race for me. Um, we've seen yeah. a couple come out and run well and then cap disappoint and go too bad to be true last week. So I still don't think it was a vintage Golden Rose, and, and militarised is probably the only one you want to you want to take getting to the longer trips. So. I think he's a chance because he draws well, he maps well, he's got the shades on, he's going to be tough up on speed, but I'm not a massive fan of the 1,400 back to the 1,200, and um, for Shinzo, I just, I mean, he's got one run, guys, like, he's got one run, a golden slipper, where everything went right, the rest of his form is just so far away from these, it's not funny, so you're treating him on one run and hoping to go back to the slipper, maybe he can, but... He was playing first up. Yes, he pulled up lame, but for me, you've got to see him go back to that level again. He's got one run there. The rest of his form is... I know he's won a group three and whatnot, but it's not even the same strategy here. So, um, for me, I've got to be against him. Uh, text here, boys. I really like Buenos Notches today with Private Eye drawing nine outside him. How do you think he'll go? Um, we've touched on him briefly, Darren. Buenos Notches. He's the tab horse, so hmm. we certainly won't be saying anything bad about him on air, that's for sure. He'll probably uh, get a good run in the middle of the ruck there, and uh, when exposed late, he'll be he'll be doing his best. Uh, I haven't got him at my top three, but uh, I, I've got him in the fighting out the finish. I, I think it'll be uh, it could be a real blanket finish this year. Mm. Oh, that's just what you want, Darren. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, wrapping up on the Everest, let's go around the grounds. Andrew Hurley, who is your tip? Yeah, Private Eye. Brad Davidson, who wins the Everest? Private Eye, yeah. Darren Flindell, who wins the Everest? Overpass. Do you want to ask me now? Yes, well, uh, <laughs> it'd be interesting with the multi as well. Didn't you go think about it on the punters panel multi yesterday? <laughs> And something's happened. I've been bumped <laughs> off because we all know who Hurls is going to take in the multi this week, mm. don't we? Well, that's fair enough. He's yeah. loyal as Lassie. He's loyal as Lassie to, of course, private eye. little tease there. So, guys, I'll be coming up with something different. If you listen to the panel on Friday, yes, think about it. Was my leg for the punters panel, and he is my tip in the race. But we know Andrew Hurley and Private Eye, they go together like peas and carrots. So that will be his leg. I'll find something else. That's the Everest, boys. Are we happy with all that? Yes. Okay. Where do you want to go next, Darren? What, are, what about the rest of this card? I mean, 
There's so many high-quality races. This Sydney Stakes is deep. I'll I, let you pick our I was our saying next to... Um, I was having a chat with Greg Radley on STC before I, I came on here. What I love about this day, the Everest is race seven, and quite often on days like this, it's a big come down. You think, right, okay, <laughs> let's go now. Let's let's go to the go to the bar. Um, <coughs> really looking forward to the Silver Eagle, but really, really looking forward to the the King Charles the Third stakes, the revamping of the George Main, five million dollars in stakes. A couple of good foreigners, the, the mm. two Europeans coming here to take on our best in Mr. Brightside and our best mayor fan girl. I'm really looking forward to the King Charles. So am I, Darren. The inaugural running of formerly the George Main, I'm right uh, in saying yes. that. Yes. So mm. it's been renamed. Um, so that's where we go next, guys. Race nine, text here. I think Golden Mile was an enormous run in the Epsom from Barrier 21, and he meets Radina and Kovalika better at the weights. Likely to get a softer run, and I think is value at odds. Um, so that is uh, a comment there on Golden Mile. Hurls, I'll give you first bite here. What price is he, and does he fit in here? Uh, yes. a dollar eighty-five. however, for Mr. Brightside. I think this is the most ridiculous market I've seen. Now, I'll, I'll preface it with Mr. Brightside's arguably the best miler in the country. Could be even talking sort of superimposed like. I, I, I grant you that. I think think it over is a ridiculous price. We're now fifteen dollars. You can throw in the likes of the Epsom winner at thirty-four. Kovalika, okay, might be looking for a mile, uh, probably two thousand. A tissue's going enormous. Hope in your heart. Well, you forgive it for the last run. It's fifty-one. I could even make a case for for, for Nuggets. So. Clearly, Mr. Brightside, and you know, maybe you want to stand it out in your trifectas because, you know, when you're getting place prices like eleven dollars for Nugget and Golden Mile, um, I, I just it's it's a market I, I thought would, you know, be a little bit more sensible by now, but but it's not. I think the market's telling us we think it over. Something's wrong there. He had a trial the other week, and yeah. that sort of eased him out of it, the, that last little bit, and there's been uh, vet Was examinations, it? but that market just says he's not right today. I don't yeah, know, Darren. The, I, I... The, only, the only thing I'll say about that is, yeah, if the vet's been involved, that's a concern. But I, I read that Kerry Parker said that there was a hold-up um, to get to the races the other day, and it's a bit like, you know, if you get out of the car and you go, go straight on the tennis court or the footy field or whatever, and, you know, it's not the ideal preparation. So he just basically said he gave it a hit out. So what's his sense worth anyway? I think he's sweet. I mean, what, did, he, did we expect him to beat the Everest horses in the trial? He'd had a few runs back. He's a mile or 2,000 metre horse. Yeah, he got beat 10 lengths. But if you watch him after the post, he was chugging away beautifully and sort of joined them after the line. I just think he got... Completely out sprinted, and Nash maybe felt something, um, and then didn't didn't allow him to enter the trial. I think he'll run to his best, guys. But I think at the end of the day, Davo, I said it on the previous show this morning. I think they're running for minor money. I just think he's mm. beast mode. This preparation, Mister Brightside, he's he's transformed into the best weight for age course in the country, and they've all got to come get him. He's he's Matt positive. He's Craig Williams. He's absolutely <laughs> flying. If he if they haven't been able to beat him first and second up this preparation, how are they going to beat him now that he's fit? Yeah, I, I think he's an nail on the head with everything there, Luke. I, I think uh, when I heard that the, the you know the vet was involved and all this with the, with the trial, I hadn't watched it. And I thought, gee, must have tried horribly. And when I watched it, I thought, what on earth are they worrying about the vet? There's nothing wrong with this trial. They've, they've gone like yeah, they've absolutely flown. 
and he's just out there jogging along out the back. Like, what's he, what do you want him to do? Like, it's just an absolute, the biggest, one of the biggest overplayed things you'll ever see. His try was totally fine. Um, but the problem he's got, and the problem all the Sydney horses has got, is normally the Sydney form trumps the Melbourne form. Well, unfortunately, Mr. Brightside's just going probably two lengths better than the Sydney horses. And, and where they're all bunchy, they're all there, and, you know, your fangirls and your, your, your think it overs, they're really good horses. But this horse is just going two lengths better. So that's why he's short. And I take Hurl's point, you know, you can you can look at all these other horses, but they're all handicappers at the same time at weight for age here. So, um, yeah, he just he just picks himself. I, I thought you'd get a better price, to be honest. But, um, look, if it's smart, he's a day that short price at the at, at, right at jumped on, and that's the price he should be. And I think he wins. And I think barring bad luck, I, yeah, he's the best weight for age horse in the country. And... Probably one of the internationals might be the only different form that can beat him. But when you've got Fangirl second pick, with all due respect to Fangirl, she's a very good horse. But we know her mark, and he's just a bit better than that at the moment. Mm, I don't disagree. Anything further to say, Darren? Are you tipping Mr. Brightside, or are you something else? Ah, oh, Mr. Brightside, yeah. He's just a, such a good horse. I, I couldn't oppose uh, him. You know, I, I don't go with a whole lot of favourites, but he looks, he looks uh, top class. And... Uh, and will be recognised with another success today as the best, yeah, the best in the country. That's right. Uh, our man from Greenpoint, Sven, he's text. Uh, morning, gents. My wife has given me the day off. I've never been to an Everest day. Any tips, personally? I don't want to peak too early. I just want to put it all together like King's Gambit last week. I think he threw that in for you, Darren. Probably. And before you ask, I <laughs> mowed the lawn during the week as well. So any advice for Sven, Darren? How do you handle an Everest day? You... you you just start to get rolling a few races before the Everest, or do you just come out like Nature Strip and hold that strong pace all the way? They're long days. <laughs> Six hours of racing. Must pace yourself. Absolutely. Particularly if you're going to be outside in the sun. Oh, definitely. Enjoy it, Sven. I'm glad to hear you coming out here, mate. Say g'day if you, if you cross paths. Uh, let's go to that Silver Eagle that Darren alluded to. And Hurls, what is favourite? Dear, oh me, what's Boy, it's happened here? a big here? go, the Victorian, isn't it? Oh, big, what's happened here, go. Hurls? Well, I, I probably a market correction, because how Yellow Brick was favourite on yes. Wednesday, Thursday is beyond me. I'm hearing you. Hurls, what's happened here? Yeah, it's off the charts, Benedetta. 290. It actually was 340 when we did the preview earlier, uh, Luke. It's now into 250. Now, wow. I'm, it's big. I, I'm a massive Benedetta fan, and I think it'll win, but 250, yeah, that's bit rude, but um, well, I think a lot of markets today are going to change, not so much with the Everest, but I think you're going to see a, a bit of chopping and changing. Uh, it's going to start favourite, there's no two ways about it, but I, I think you'll get $3, um, well, maybe two eighty. Uh, the horse I do think that the tab will take on uh, actually is in the Cosy Oscar. I think they may take on Opal Ridge. In fact, they are starting to. Uh, it's now out to two seventy. Yeah, it was two fifty this morning. I think you'll get three dollars Opal Ridge. But back to back to uh, the, the uh, Silver Eagle. Um, yeah, Benedetta, fair income. Well, uh, when I sat down here, um, well, about fifteen minutes ago, I just updated the price two ninety, and I was blown away. Two ninety Benedetta, and now two fifty. This is incredible, go. What do you think, Brad? Uh, she's obviously a, a, a good horse. We know yeah, that. Yeah, she's a good horse. But $2.50, she's got to start $3.50, doesn't she? At least. Like, it's, it's just too competitive a race for her to start that price. And it's, it's many, many times. The, 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 the early uh, moves, even race morning these days, you can almost throw them in the bin sometimes because they just, they just 
get carried away. They overreact. It's like managing books rather than bookmaking these days, and, and it means that they'll, they'll bounce back and you've just got to be patient. Um, so, yeah, look, she's got a great chance, but I'm not convinced she's, she's an absolute star either. Like, they missed the boat the other day, sure, but even prior to that, it wasn't, it wasn't wow. She hasn't wowed me this preparation like she did down the Flemington Strait earlier, early this year. So um, I thought Rufus Dane set up well. Off the short, better, better draw, better, better distance. Um, I thought she was probably the one to beat. Look, Yellow Brick got into a ridiculous price again. You know, just a massive overreaction, and and is obviously bouncing out now. But he's got to be a chance still um, because he's got the form around Redina, around Hawaii Five O. That's all really stacked up this spring, so um, he's there. Uh, Pericles is probably the one uh, in the market that I've got to be a little bit against. He's coming off the setback and back in trip after getting the the biggest picnic you'll ever see last time out so um he might be the one that i would have thought drifted a little bit um but yeah i think three main hopes but i'll go ruthless dame i, I think if you do like benedetta i think you will get 350 plus weight that would be my sort of thoughts i'm really really keen here on ruthless dame uh as well number three i have to do, say when i was doing the form and i wrote the price at down 750 i said you beauty i'm taking this and i was gutted when i looked up and then all of a sudden it was into 550 uh, and then, anyhow, I stepped in. I just think she wins here. Um, I thought she did enough in the shorts there, just warming up at the end, to, just to say that she, she's going all right. She's going to love this trip today. And uh, I think she'll probably settle midfield. Great bet each each way there. Uh, ruthless Dame from Pericles. And um, New Endeavour's an interesting runner from the Waterhouse Botyard. I'm not sure what to do with this guy. Um, no trial here, so... Big market watch on the nine. I see it peaked at 26. It's into 23. And then, of course, uh, Benedetta. Interesting. Uh, we might want to update the market now, Hurls. Uh, two minutes later, as you last reported, Benedetta was 250. What's the price now? $40. There you go. I rest my case. There we go. Yep. Playing yep. games and, and on, on Everest Day. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It, look, it's so much. Well, there's so much liquid in, obviously, the tote pool, but, you know, the figures we're holding today are just unbelievable. And we're talking sort of, I don't want to start getting into the Victorian versus uh, Sydney argument, but this is just so popular, um, the Everest, and, and now the entire meeting. But I will say also, and I think I might have said it earlier, um, it's just great for punters that, you know, you finish the Everest and then bang, you've got the Caulfield Guineas and, you know, the Turak's the last race on the, on the card. So I just think it's such a win for punters. Of course, mate. Of course. Mm. It's a winner for... Racing will be the winner today, Darren. Absolutely. This is, yeah, just a great day all around. Sydney, Melbourne. Let's talk about the moral of the day in race three. The moral of the day? Geez, I hate that word. Mm. Oh, the uh, maiden winner from Rose Hill on the Wednesday. Oh, yes. <laughs> of, I'm sensing a sarcastic undertone here. What, what was wrong with it? Arctic Glamour we're talking about in the third. This will be winning today, Darren. Don't worry about the maiden stuff and all that rubbish. It'll be winning. There was nothing wrong with it. She tried like she's uh, a good filly and she won. She, she spanked up a, a pretty moderate field that day and she put them in their place well and truly. Uh, yeah, she looks very exciting. She's drawn wide out in Barrier 9. Uh, I'm not sure what type of run she will get. Um, I'm not opposing her, but I'm certainly not tipping her at, uh, at a price like that. I'm going to be on the leader, Aditi, 
Mm. Uh, the the Waterhouse bot runner, I think. Oh, the Didi. thing that sat on the bias up front and had every chance last night, <laughs> that one. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> however, however, I suspect that the winner of that race, Ganati, mm. is going to be all right. I think Aditi was a bit stiff running into Ganati there. I, mm. I rate her really highly. So each way for me, Aditi at the odds, and I think Kundalini will get a really good run on the back of the speed, the Nardi Glamour, and, uh, and Zelta's an interesting runner. The way they back this off, uh, nothing. I don't think there were any trials or anything at Kembla. It looked a match race, count your blessings, and Zelda led there and showed a lot of fight and uh, kicked hard. Don't underestimate her, but each way for me, uh, Aditi, but yeah, Arctic Glamour was really impressive that day at Rose Hill. Dave, two or three. Arctic Glamour and Jolly Star. It's just, I, I think it all comes down to the runs they get. Um, I think she's very good, Arctic Glamour, and I'm denied about taking two thirty early in the week. And I just worried about the math guys. Uh, J Max too smart, isn't he? I mean, he's got K Mac one outside him, and he's just going to lob in the in the running line and everywhere she goes he'll just keep her out wide i just can't see unless she goes back behind him uh, behind her perhaps but i think k mac outrides uh i think j mac outrides k mac here that's what i'm saying and and that's her that's her biggest issue with the gate she's not blessed with speed and i think she gets into a really awkward spot as a result so that's the that's the query you take um you know jolly start did beat her last preparation as well and you line up their runs that day, you know, she had to do a bit of work on speed. I think she's probably the better run. So you, you are banking on her improving. I thought Jolly Star was terrific first up. I know 11 to 1400 is not ideal, but 11 was clearly too short there, fresh, and she had the flashing light on the good gap back to third. And we know Cecil's a pretty good horse. So I think they're the two, and I think the, the tactics and the map here are just going to be crucial to the outcome of the race. I think you're overthinking it like NCAP last week, big fella. Well, what do you see? Like, you've got barrier nine, you've got no speed, and you've got your own... Jay McNosey's only dangers to the outside. Um, Does it matter if you've got five on them, David? What's that? (laughs) Does it matter if you've got five on them? Well, did you have five on them when Jolly Star beat, you know, like a couple of months ago? I'm, I'm having a laugh, but I think <laughs> yeah. I think referencing that form line is irrelevant because it's clear that Arctic Glamour is a different animal now. Say the same with Jolly Star, but... Can you though? Like, like she, you know, she's run time the other day, sure, but it's clearly a much inferior race to the Jolly Star race they they raced in a few. But like, it's not like it was a year ago. It's only a few months ago. So I, I, I don't think. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I sort of made her the clear standout. I, I think she's hard to beat, but I'm, I'm, I think if you're backing her, you have to stay on Jolly Star. We're in completely different camps here. Oh, all over the shop, aren't we? Mm. Uh, but that's what's great about our game. Opinions form markets, and we all have different opinions, and that's okay. We don't have to agree all the time. It's a free country. Hurls, um, what are you saying here? $2 now, this favourite, hey? Yeah, it's not a race I want to touch, to be honest with you. Okay. Oh. That it? Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Mate, it's Everest Day. Can you wake up? Fire up. Yeah, he said flat. Uh, this, yeah, this time well, last week, he was sunning himself with his cocktails yeah. and chatting up Jessica at yeah, the reception. That's right. That's right. <laughs> need, need to pep up, Hills. Uh, what do you think of Private Eye, mate? Yeah, well. As I said, I yeah, I just think you're right the wrong from, from last year. Um, I, yeah, I think I've covered it all. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, look, I just couldn't take $3. It could possibly just bolt in. But, um, 
yeah, it's probably, you know, you've got to be a bit disciplined today. Um, actually, if I was going to have a bet in the race, and now I've said that, I, I, I better because it's $34, and I'll have something a little small on broadcaster, even though it is a maiden. Anyway, I digress because we're about to open the um, uh, the multi. Um, so let's start with you, Luke. Who have you got, buddy? Guys, I am obviously um, race three, Arctic Glamour. Um, if you listen to the Pundas panel, yes, I took uh, Think It over there, and I'm still keen on him, but... Think I'm, about it. Oh, so, yeah, gee, don't you get caught with that today. No. <laughs> Thanks for planting that little seed. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> think about it, of course, in the Everest. Um, but that race is reserved for another gentleman uh, on this panel today. So I will go. I'll swing across to race three, Arctic Glamour. It'd be an act of God if it didn't run top four. I'd be very upset. What did you say this morning? I, I couldn't interrupt. God, it was funny. It was an expression I've only heard once or twice. Stuff or Brad Gray said, "Oh no, I don't like." Or gave the selections. It was something you didn't, they didn't have in their top four. What did you say? Not give it the oh, Barry. I said, "I said, oh, what you've basled Airman, which You're is basil brush. Oh, basil brush. Yeah, basil brush. Yeah, that's basil. right." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, a unique I had character. The, I had to put the mute uh, button on because I was killing myself laughing. All right, so uh, Arctic Glamour, Opal Ridge uh, for for Brad. Opal Ridge, you pretty confident there, mate? Yeah, look, she's just the right setup, guys. Twelve hundred, fast race. Um, first up, Ramwick. She gets the break. So I think she's awfully hard to beat. Yep, and I've gone private eye, obviously. And uh, we're coming home with Darren. What do you got, Ruthless Stone, mate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rooster Stone. Yep. yep. Okay, so um, we're going four dollars twenty-five uh, today. It sounds, a, but that's because three of them have shortened. Because of its popularity, we're going twenty-five dollars. I think it sold out in about four minutes last week. So uh, twenty-five dollars. It's just about to open. If it hasn't, let me refresh my screen. You go to sports and today's offers. Yeah, it'll be open in sixty seconds time. Uh, just before I go on, um, fellas, you will never hear uh, Ben Way on this uh, program again. Uh, what do they say? When you go away, you don't want someone to do an excellent job, and he did. Oh, did he what? He was he was sensational last week. And Hurls, um, obviously, your your first uh, you're the opening bat, but first drop Ben Way. Um, yeah, if first you get out drop for a Ben duck, Way. Gee, gee, we've got a great replacement there, don't we? And we'll recap what he did last week with our early crows soon because his crow was a ripper last week, and his leg for the multi last week was King's Gambit, who yep. got the money. Um, my leg was Chase My Crown, which also won. Uh, Macarena was your leg, Darren, I, I think, mm. uh, last week. It yes. won. The only bloke who didn't tip a winner in the multi last week was Davidson with Kobe. But the important oh, thing was, Brad. Not my fault when they ride him back like that. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Deary me. How far? So, boys, uh, we got it last week. Uh, well done. Congratulations to our listeners who took it last week. And are we going to have a rethink about the commandments in regards to highways? Because not to blow the trumpet, but I've mm. had once again my girl, top four. I've had Chase My Crown, top four. And going back to Melody again a couple of months ago, top four. So I've nailed yeah. three highways yeah, when you do for the, the right, multi. When you do the right ones, okay. you made a really good case there for Chase My Crown. That was valuable data. Oh, absolutely. Mm. What do you think, Davo? The highways, they could be back for our multi. Oh, they're back, exactly. They get a bad rap, the highways. Often, um, four weeks and not, they're actually the best betting race on the card. So uh, bring them on. 
Now, Davo, as what I... About, what about you, Mullen? Go ahead. I, yeah, I, go I, on. I won't blow my own trumpet, but I will. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, check, mate. You got me there, Hells. Toot one owns horn. I'll also say, um, with Ben Way, he, he took... I, I had to listen to the replay um, during the week because I couldn't get it overseas, but... Um, uh, King Colorado, Ben Way took you on with that um, with Darren, and it's one nil to to Ben. Yeah, King's Gambit. King's, yes. King's Gambit. Gambit I beg yes. your pardon. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mm. I got roped into this situation. In my mind, I was quite anti end cap, and I outlined all the reasons why I had my concerns about it, and went with Macarena in that race. So I think I I think I've done a pretty good job, but. In the heat of the moment, I changed my mind at the last second because there was all this King's Gambit talk and I thought, I'm just sick of this horse, all the fooling around. Well, lo and behold, he's taken back to last. He's pulling his head off and they all came off the fence at Rose Hill. When you want to be on the fence, they just mm. gave it to him. But this yeah. lovely saloon passage. Oh, up you go, King's Gambit. <laughs> what about him? He just bolted in. Hmm. What a performance. Yeah, but he, he got the nice run. Anyway, uh, you've alluded to what happened last week. So Davo likes to let out a scrark every time I try and introduce this segment. So Davo, why don't you introduce our favourite segment week? What's it time for here on Sky Sports Radio? Everyone, it's time for the early crow. Ah! <laughs> on Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. <laughs> Yeah, welcome back for another week, our early crows, and, uh, oh, well, we've spoken about it, but Ben Way, um, gold star, just elite group one crowing last week. He said the quaddy would pay more than 5000 It was looking a little bit dire until super helpful in the last sales oh, home at 60s to oh. knock off Kobe. <laughs> so, tell you what, you can blow your own trumpet about that one. Fair dinkum, had to find it. I did. I had something on Super Helpful last mm. week, uh, which was lovely. But what a crow from Ben Way. Um, he was successful with his crow last week, so we're one for one. Oh, Darren, we know what happened. You're still upset. You were getting really red in the face just then, <laughs> talking about King's Gambit. You said he'd let the punters down, and, well, he let down. Mm, on this occasion. <laughs> Wait for next time. <laughs> oh, no, that's not a ding, Nick. That's, no. a, that's a cross for Flindell. Yes. He said mm-hmm. King's Gambit had let the punters down. Well, it was a big win. Um, that's okay, Darren. You're allowed to get things wrong every now and then. Speaking of which, Davo, how'd you go last, <laughs> how'd you go last week, Davo? We got the Montefilia in the, uh, in the Hill Stakes, and she won by half a length. Probably should have won by three. So, um, yeah. No, I, I, I didn't know what to do last week, to be honest. And potting her, I think I had a second pick, so it wasn't my, uh, my smartest move, I think. There it is. Well, <laughs> well, it's a great sound, isn't it? And thoughts and prayers for those that are on who you mail in the race. Look home. <laughs> oh, I did it what? Uh, well, someone's got to be right, I guess. Uh, a magical Niverson last week. Magic time to mm. put them to the sword for Luke Marlow. I like her. Ding, ding, ding. Quality, quality mare, that one. You know mm. what? It, well, I've got to say this. As well as Nash's riding, he was in two minds whether to lead or not. Mm. He's restraining and carrying well, on. And... Well, that's right. Well, he had Zach Lloyd on his outside coming yeah. over, getting three quarters in front, putting the pressure on. And uh, I wasn't it, comfortable it, in the run. It, it, then eventually, oh, he was, was he, he? She was pulling in that Davo, head up and carrying on. It was, was mapped to be three pairs back and in, in, a, in a terrible spot on a, on a fence day, and you and you get the lead. She's absolutely a dollar oh one once you got to where she did. It was a terrific ride. 
True. I just thought once he got to the front, he was trying to take a sit off Paracel, but he didn't. As, as it turned out, he held the rail, and yep, she's a good mare. So that was last week. What are we doing this week? Uh, we'll start with you, Andrew Hurley. Now, please stay on task. You've yeah, had a week I'll off to freshen. I've stayed on task, um, and this one's a little bit from left field. I'm suggesting that there will be a protest in the Everest. Now, <laughs> <laughs> what I'll tell you what, I'll be laughing next week with a lot of you if, uh, if that's the case. Uh, oh, boy, the reason I say it... Where's this come from? There's, there's two reasons for it. It's a $20 million race, okay? So uh, the difference between, you know, whether it's uh, fifth against fourth is significant. And I'll also go to what um, Darren said earlier. I think we're going to see, you know, the winning margin only narrow. And, you know, first to six might be only, you know, a length or two. So there you go. I'm not backing oh. down on that. There will be a protest okay. in the Everest. Okay. We've had our laugh, so I'll back off yeah, now yeah. because I can see what's going to happen. We'll be oh. replaying this uh, audio clip this time next next Saturday. I saw just laughing. I imagine if, if you're right, Hurls, you get just immortality crow status if you could predict something like that to happen. Are you, you mean protest? You don't mean like a jockey suspension or something? You actually no, think no. there'll be a protest? Actual protest. Okay. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not necessarily saying second against first. It could be a minor protest. But okay. I'm actually really confident. Well, I shouldn't say that, but you're, and you're I, not I sweet. hope and I hope it doesn't happen. But then again, if if a horse is unlucky or whatever, and they fire in a protest, and the stewards deem it to be upheld, well, so be it. Outstanding, Dave. Uh, your thoughts on that crow and your crow this week, please. Well, two things. One thing I'd say: next time you go overseas, he'll pack a hat because you've clearly got too much stun over in Vanuatu, mate. <laughs> and the second thing: to all the jockeys out there, if you do see a a, a little bloke with his buttons undone at the fence there yelling out, mate, you should protest after the Everest. <laughs> <laughs> a, a former employee, I am told, now I don't know if this is an urban myth, but one day at Canterbury, he's obviously had an absolute stack on something and he's convinced a jockey, who I won't name, uh, to fire in a protest. Anyway, he actually did. I'm not suggesting that he was totally, you know, uh, swayed into it by this particular bloke, uh, but he did, but it was unsuccessful. I see. True story. Okay. Oh, well, supposedly. I missed your stories last week, buddy. Thanks for that one. Uh, Brad <laughs> Davidson, back to you, mate. Uh, uh, your... Multi sold out. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Thank you uh, for that, Hurls. Uh, Davo, your crow? Yeah, a couple of bubbles to burst today. Um, I was going to just go one, but I think they're, they're around six, six, seven dollars. So I think that's a bit uh, weak. So I'll go two. And if you hate me, as a few listeners do, go take the double. And uh, if I get them both wrong, you'll be you'll be filling up. But Airman is too short in the Sydney Stakes. I mean, yes, he, he won well the other day, but Taboo pulled up lame, and here he is in a race pulling Carter at Wait for Age. Leave me out of seven dollars there, well and truly. And Mogo Magic at six dollars in a Kosciuszko. He, he hasn't had a run in the lead up. He's suspect at twelve hundred. They're going to go hard. Um, I'll be shocked if he's in the finish. Two bubbles to burst for me today. Okay, Airman and Mogo Magic for Davo. What about you, Dave? Oh, I thought we had an intruder there for a moment. Yeah, that's Weedo. Just Ladder and yeah. climbing on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> Everything sweet, Weedo. Yeah, he's he's happy. <laughs> Righto. He does a good um, job, our man. I decided 
Um, as I mentioned earlier about the, the duet today, I think there's a really solid duet on this card that will pay well over the odds. Is in the Silver Eagle with three Ruthless Dame and a 12 Benedetta. With Jay Collard and D Stackhouse there, I think with Pericles, Zach Purton, it's going to absorb a lot of money and uh, and Yellow Brick sort of in the market as well. So the three twelve duet in race eight, the Silver Eagle, and it's going to pay a nice dividend. I think it'll it'll pay well over what it should. Beautiful, love it, Darren. So Ruthless Dame <laughs> and Benedetta, the duet in that race. <clears throat> My early crow is around the Everest, and I think. Joe Pride's going to have a fill-up. A double protest? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not a protest, Aaron. Um, Private eye protesting against Think About It. Oh, oh, can, you, <laughs> can you imagine? That happened, oh, in Melbourne, that happened in a Melbourne Cup one year. Remember, was it Shiva's Revenge uh, protest that Shane Dye against the stable mate Let's Alone? Do you remember that, Darren? Yes, yes. Yeah. Gee, yeah, we are remember, going back a bit, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, I remember Shane Dye, um, he got back to scale or in the, yeah, in the jockey's room or the scaling area and he said to Bart Cummings, he basically apologised, but he said, I've got to throw in a protest, but uh, uh, RS Dye got it wrong. It was dismissed. Mm. But yeah, it has happened. My, uh, my crow is um, the pride horses to both run top four, think mm. about it, and private eye. They're just going too well. They're too gen- uh, too genuine a horse as not to be in the finish, and um, it's a bit of a. I'm... Let's see what price we can give you on that for the same oh, race multi. Come on, tell us with Tab. What uh, what what price? What well, price? It's got to be top here. three, Marlow. Top four is a little bit. Tough, oh, isn't it? you reckon come I'm being a bit weak? Do you? Yeah, I think. Top so. four is three dollars ten. Oh, top okay. three, the pair of them, five dollars. Well, we've got, um, honestly, it'd be quicker for me to read uh, the, the Old Testament than to go through the Everest Hub with all these group bettings we've got. We've got, I wish I win, so this is Group A, I wish I win 250, Private Eye 370, think about it, 230, Marzu 34. So one runner must finish in the top five. We've got, uh, mate, we've got a stack of them, so just head to Tab and Racing Extras, um, yeah, they've done a really good job, actually, the boys at Tab, on hey this boys, occasion. Hells, um, you were right. There was a protest on the Everest. It was Davo chipping me for going top four and not top three. Uh, <laughs> I will, some, some news has come through that uh, any of our listeners that are heading to the Newcastle races today... Mm, what's, oh, no, what's happened? Yes. Um, there's been a truck fire on the M1 oh, near Morissette. So as a result, obviously there's very heavy traffic. So well, you uh, can take you can, if you do. Uh, what's the road? You can take the Link Road and get off earlier. Uh, or is that just past Morissette? Uh, anyway, get your GPS out and have a look if yeah, you're stuck in traffic. Yeah, well that's right. Have a look at your uh, Google Map now and identify mm. exactly where the issue is and work on your uh, exit plan. Right, yeah. boys. That'll just about do us, Davo. What's the best for Ramwick? And have you got a good thing around the country today? Oh, look, I think Opal Ridge is the, the best at, uh, at Ramwick, um, but I think the best play on the day anywhere is Menable in the last in the two racks. Um, Yeehaw. Just amazing oh. price for a horse that if you, if you take out the last run where, yeah, sure, he was disappointing, but it was 1400 again. If, if he didn't run there, he's $5 here, and he is so well off with 52, fast run mile, dry track. It's just all sets up beautifully for him today. I think double figures, I think he's the... 
the play amenable in the two rack. And God David, wasn't it. that wasn't that mega bias last start too? He sat back and it was a leaders track at Caulfield last start. Yeah, well they just walked as well. Um, oh, so okay. he just yeah he was disappointing. He was disappointing, but you take that run away and you know you got the SP profile of odds on. Uh, you know I know Tech, uh, Hell's a big fan of this horse. I think I think he runs a massive race today. Mm. Yeah, we went up well, $18 for it. It's just got out to 14 this morning, but it bottomed out at 11 yesterday afternoon. And looking at the figures, yeah, it holds the third most amount of money in the race. I'll tell you what, they're cuddling because they're still getting $11. Uh, Pride of Jenny in that. Did you give it any in that race, Brad? Sounds like you've got an intruder well, there. Well, <laughs> yeah, she's got that really good second-up record. There. So I'm saying... Yeah. She normally bounces back third up and doesn't go to her best, so I'm I'm saying that she might struggle a little bit. But look, I even think the the mare from WA is too short there, guys. Like, you know, she's got the 56. They ran track record the other day, but you got to bring that back because the track was so fast on the day. So I think I think she's too short, and I think you know I go back to Amenable's figure two back, and he's run a better figure than than the favourite has the last couple. Um, so if he produces that run at Wade for Age, where he's taking ground off the best horse in the country, um, look out. All right, Davo. Enjoy it, buddy. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. There's Brad Davidson. That's uh, his contribution to Behind the Gates. Darren, good calling today, mate. Enjoy it. Um, eighth Everest today. We're up to right number eight, aren't we? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. 2017, Red <coughs> the first one. How's, how am I going? Uh, sorry, be... no, this is the, the seventh. This is the seventh. Beautiful, mate. Yes. Um, Darren, Darren, sorry, mate. Um, yes. Yeah, all the best today. I can only imagine, and yeah, you, you're very experienced, so the nerves probably aren't as great as they once was, but do you get nervous before before daylight today, particularly the Everts? Uh, maybe before uh, before the big race. It was funny, yeah. last year uh, all the nerves or any anxiety was taken out when the... And they just raised the volume, and then the next minute the whole crowd's roaring, 40,000 people singing Sweet Caroline before the race. Um, so that that was a, had a calming influence. Over it did you, in a way because I was sort of really got the goosebumps for what was happening on track. I nah, just haven't awesome. seen that before a race uh, before. Uh, my best ruthless dame race eight number three. We didn't touch on the gloaming stakes in our preview, but I think Bowman and Snowman. Um, I think Snowman might race its way into favouritism for the spring champion stakes in a fortnight. I'll please use that in the call today, Bowman on Snowman <laughs> if, <laughs> if he wins. I'm a little dirty. I've been wallowed. What's happened? When Snowman won the Wednesday at Rose Hill and Riff Rocket ran second, (laughs) I thought the talk was that Riff Rocket was heading towards the spring champion, so I backed Riff Rocket to win that. No, no. It's uh, focusing on the Victoria Derby. Did you see what Riff Rocket did to them in Melbourne last uh, Saturday? (laughs) (laughs) See you, Darren. Bye-bye. See you, mate. Yes. All in punting. It's a beauty. Good on you, Hurls. Uh, yeah, mate, just before I go, uh, now, it's, uh, where is it, uh, second to tenth in the Everest and Caulfield Guineas today. You'll get a bonus bet back up to $50 at races one to six, Ramwick, Caulfield and Eagle Farm today. Uh, yeah, and Eagle Farm. Races one to six, you'll also run second or third. You'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. The Everest Hub, you'll find under Racing, Racing Extras, as I said, there's uh, group betting there. So, um, yeah, tabs, uh, tabs laid it on today. Cannot wait. Uh, have a good day. Good luck on the punt, everyone. Remember, you win some, you lose more. Uh, it's all free and confidential advice. Call 1-800-858-858.